Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. Today we're talking some serious kink with globe-trotting, legendary lifestyle dominatrix, Mistress Ava. Excited to welcome the fabulous Mistress Eva to Licked and Loaded. Hello. Hello, Laura. So good to see you. <laughs> so good to see you. And of course, you and I have now had uh, had some fun together here in New York City. But I want today to be all about really giving the Licked and Loaded audience uh, a chance to get to know you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I would like a lot more fun also. We're going to have more fun together. That's good. I think that's inevitable at this point, right? Because the two of us in New York, are you kidding me? I accept my fate. Yes, good. <laughs> so uh, it, for those people who are watching the video version and uh, maybe those who are familiar with Mistress Eva, you know a little bit about the legacy uh, that she leads as a lifestyle dominatrix. But that's not usually the word that people are familiar with placed in front of dominatrix. It's usually just dominatrix they think dungeons they think whips and chains and and all kinds of punishments but uh what does lifestyle dominatrix entail and how is that different than say the regular dungeon dominatrix mm -hmm. so there's still a dungeon that features every now and then but i guess when you start to talk about how bdsm is a lifestyle you speak about how it enters your daily life and so for me that means that i always usually have a power dynamic with the people in around me and that I have relationships with. So I'm usually the dominant party and they are the submissive party. And a lot of the times things are negotiated, but they're negotiated to a stage where I have the final say, you know, in a sense. Yeah, so I guess it's bringing those concepts that are within the dungeon of bondage into a mental everyday space as well. Is that exhausting? <laughs> I think you have to be a particular personality for it to really suit you. Yeah. And I came to this, like the way that I started was that many, many years ago, an ex of mine said, just because of how I communicate, that it would, that, that this role of a dominatrix would suit you very, very much. And I had no concept of what that was. And so I guess my personality just suits the thing that I found to fit it eventually. Now I have a title, but it's always been like this for me. This is your gift. <laughs> sure. I love that. I love that. It's, it's very enviable, you know, because uh, especially with, you know, wanting to pursue all of our dreams and ambitions and all that shit that comes along with being a human being today, having uh, this predisposed ability to make your demands and to work with power that you have within you, that's, that's huge. That's a massive gift. Yeah, and I think also the job has given it an interesting outlet to really form more fully. So before, I was always very assertive and I always had a pretty clear understanding of what I wanted, whether it was sexually or in a relationship or just from people and things around me. But I would always stop myself a little bit because I thought that maybe it was too much or you know, they didn't really want to hear my opinion, especially as a woman, you kind of try to placate everybody around you <laughs> or you learn to do that. And I think being able to be given this title and this experience of all of these, a lot of the times men who want to hear from you first, yeah, 
it's really given me a, a shift of how I move in the world, even outside of BDSM. Now I, I just, you know, maybe I pause for a second to see who that person is, but I'm still going to say what I want to say, whereas I might have hesitated before. So it's given even more of a, a place for me, and which is really I'm grateful for. It's interesting that you say you, you may have hesitated in, in areas before. I mean, is that any sign or potential that there may be a, a submissive side to you? Or is that just, you know, uh, growing up and getting comfortable with the power and, and getting adjusted to claiming it? I think that our personalities are probably made up of a lot of different aspects. And sometimes we feel we need to assert ourselves more. Sometimes we want to take on more of the things around us. So I think that for me, like personally, I do switch, especially on the physicality side of things. Mm. I bottom when it comes to BDSM, but it's very hard for me to find somebody who I can psychologically bottom to because there's a lot of like, because I'm so aware of how I like things done yeah. to find somebody who matches that is it really never it almost never happens <laughs> and so i'm working on it okay yeah. <laughs> there's a spectrum i think for all of us and it just depends where we are a uh, time of day like in our lives how we grew up yeah so i yeah. think that a lot of things can happen for a lot of us sexuality is fascinating in that way isn't it it's just the, the the depth and the layers and the opportunity for so many specific unique qualities in all of us. We, we can't necessarily fit into one box definitively, especially if we're open to other experiences and seeing, you know, what curiosity might unveil a side of us. That's just, that's part of life and exploring it. It's really endless if you, mm. <laughs> if you, if you start, it's exactly that. It's, as long as you understand the perspective that you don't know everything and that you don't even don't know everything about yourself. And yeah you can really start to step into so many possibilities. Yeah, like I recently met somebody here actually that I've started playing with a little bit. And I've, I've realized that I have more of a switchy psychological side that's possible. Ooh. But this is the first time that I found somebody like this in like my entire life, you know, Ooh. and so. <laughs> blushing, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's because they're fast enough in the way that they think, but they're humble enough to approach it in a way that I don't feel defensive about. And yeah. so it's quite an interesting experience for me. That's so exciting. That's Close. really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an exciting uh, uh, moment for you then. Yeah. For people that are curious, for people that are, are, are curious to know what a session with you would look like, I mean, when you're talking about it being on the psychological level, say you are spending some time with a submissive, what goes on? Yeah, so back in the day when I started off in the dungeon, it was like an hour, two hours, maybe up to six hour slots. And what would happen is prior to that, we would negotiate what activities they wanted. And then I would kind of weave them into a little bit of a performance or an interactive performance over the next however many hours that was decided upon. But since then, my business model or the way that I kind of operate has really shifted. Now I spend days at a time, if not sometimes like a week, or maybe a little bit more with people on a consistent basis. And what happens is they wake up, they kiss my feet <laughs> and we go from there within a power dynamic. Sometimes they literally follow me around and make sure that my day is catered to. Sometimes they make sure that the events that I'm running run smoothly. Sometimes we do end up in a dungeon for a couple of hours. 
if I wanted to maybe learn something from somebody else, or if I felt like they needed punishment or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's basically, and I run my relationships like this as well outside of these professional arrangements. And so it's just how I live my life, but somebody gets to experience that for a few days at a time. So you're basically on, on for as long as you're with that submissive. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't want to, I guess, surrender the 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 experience or surrender the 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 role of playing their dominant that must be a toll it must take a toll on you i think that when i first started and even quite a few years in i did this thing where i was in a service mentality and where i wanted to make sure that they received that experience hmm. but i think especially over the last few years i've been doing this yesterday was my dom anniversary by the way Ten years. Congratulations. But um, over the last few years, I have started to understand that I don't need to push myself in that way because my personality just suits that. And so it's enough to just exist. <laughs> and so I can just say what I think, how I feel. If I need a timeout, I'll just tell them so. And yeah. to be more, I guess, real with myself and what I need and laying that out on the table, it definitely means that the toll does not happen. Because yeah. uh, I, I would, I would imagine that there's there could be a danger of of frustration with just being annoyed with the demands of a submissive. I mean, after a while, it's like where's where's where does that stop? Mm. Being a submissive, could they not just continue to take 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 need need need? Yeah. So it's I have um quite a extensive applications process now and so I have all of these questions that are to do with me as opposed to them so it already kind of sets the tone um, as well as all my marketing all the words that I write on the internet <laughs> if people want to approach me are all about how I'm going to do what I want <laughs> and so I already kind of set a tone um, but that said I am nuanced enough to always be watching them to see what's working, which is why I used to burn out because I am kind of hypersensitive on that level. But now because of the applications process, I bring slightly, you know, people with more humility mm. and who are, are ready to kind of give up that sense of ego or they're critical enough to kind of have that conversation with themselves or with me about that process. So I've just managed to find people who suit me better and who will not demand that of me as well. And actually, especially this last year in lockdown, it's become, and I went through a divorce last year and a lot of horrible things had to happen for me last year. They were so supportive for me, you know, like these people who, yes, are technically my clients, but I would talk to them every month just uh, via Zoom or however, and they were there for me. What do, what do you need? We're just here to listen. You know, they're not pushing their agenda. They're just, they're worried for me. You can see in their eyes, they're, they're there for me. And it was, so it's really a symbiotic relationship on a, when it's like in, a, in an ideal space. It's not just like me demanding or they're desperately needing. It's kind of, it works when people are compatible. And, and this, I mean, all of this um, idea of burnout and, and how to, I guess, um, make time for them, but not uh, deplete yourself. All of this is a personal curiosity to me because I, I run my own website content creation. Um, it's it's you know it's a fan page, 
And I do have so many people, fans, followers that come to me and automatically, you know, celebrate the very dominant presentation that I make on these websites. They go, Laura, oh my gosh, you know, I want to be your slave and uh, how can I serve you? And just the communication can be nonstop. Like yeah. I find that when you're receiving communication from a submissive like if if you entertain it oh my gosh it is an onslaught of give me attention give me attention whether it's make me feel like shit make me feel worthless it's just non-stop and i've even had some friends reach out to me or acquaintances that are starting to explore their submissive side and because i am a people person they're like laura you know uh can 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 we start to maybe explore this together? I'd love to, you know, role play in the position of your submissive. And it's just, it's nonstop. Mm -hmm. Like it's this, this, this endless need. And so to see someone do it professionally and do it in, in this long-term, um, I guess, legacy that yeah. you've run it, it blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's been a learning process, you know? I also <laughs> had to kind of go through that phase where people recognize and you, like you say, you're a people person, and I, in general, I, I love to see the peace yeah. <laughs> for everybody. As, and sometimes I find people, yes, interesting, but I don't think I would describe myself in that way. And so that means that I do cater to people mm -hmm. as much as I'm able to understand what I want. But yeah, just time burnouts have taught me that I need to set up lots and lots of barriers because who I am is incredibly valuable to people and they see that. You know, and so I just have to make sure I'm very specific with my personal time. And when it comes to even personal engagements, thing, I'm watching to see whether people are really worth it. But professionally, the price is high. The applications process is pretty insane. And that's just how you do it. So when people are like, I want this, I'm like, here's the process. Start right. it. Or you're not my problem, you know? Exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's, 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 it's the way it should be done. I mean, I see how you've built that as a system for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Self-preservation, but also it's just, it's crazy when I, I'm not the kind of, I'm the kind of person who always watches to see how people are. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people who don't do that. And that was really a big learning for me. And that's why I have, you know, a form. That's why I have a price. Yeah. They just don't respect it. They just don't respect the worth. And so I have to create other measures that are going to work for, for me as a personality that doesn't think that way. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's get into uh, youwillpleaseme.com. Oh. This is your website that saw such an incredible boom during the pandemic. I mean, you've got over 22,000 submissives enrolled in your program, enrolled to your website. That yeah. is huge. Uh, over time, it was, it's now 22K. At, before the pandemic, I think it was, yeah, maybe like nine. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was crazy. It's been cra a crazy year for online stuff, as you probably also have yeah. witnessed. Yeah, people had more time to themselves, <laughs> looking for entertainment or finally realizing, oh, I have a little bit of space to explore this side of me. I think maybe that's what happened. And yeah. Because I don't know, for whatever reason, I, maybe it's been that much growth for everybody. Has it been? Did, it's been, know? I've noticed a big boom. And at first I was like, is that just my own dedication to putting content out? Like I've had more time to interact with people. I've had more time to put content out on like a daily basis, as mm -hmm. opposed to when I was in the studio with Naked News every day 
and you know, I might put a video or a, a picture out a week or whatever it is, but now I'm able to pump this out. So I thought, is it just my own interaction on the platform? But I think there's just, you know, that that human need to to interact with another person and you know, isolation and 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 all of this social distancing, it's really taken a toll on us as human beings with some of these base needs to to feel played with to feel uh, attended to or just to to have that human connection feel alive through connection yeah 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 so you will please me.com i haven't added too much at the beginning of the pandemic i did kind of push out a few more courses but no in terms of the way that i interact with that site it's really not too much it's more courses that i've created already and people can kind of dip in and go through them as they wish and the different courses are things that will bring them closer to an understanding of me whether it's like foot worship 101 or like how to buy me gifts or how to worship my photos or you know so it's like courses to do with these different aspects of the things that they can do from afar but they really because I write everything and I feel that I do everything myself they really get into how my mind works right and a lot of the times it's progressed to a point where people like I even have somebody here in New York who is who came through through youwillpleaseme.com who searched me very casually but it's been such a nice long-term relationship and he's so so shy you know and so the amounts of um as, as super shy and very submissive hmm. and those kinds of people find it very hard often to find relationships hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so it was like it gave him an opportunity to get to know me without you know this the stress of constant like in engagement and it's kind of progressed into a space where he's comfortable and he's one of my best, you know, he knows me so well. He's so attentive and like sits back and looks at the needs and has gone through every little thing of the site. And yeah, it's it's been a wonderful channel for me as well as I guess entertainment for others. Yeah. And and how how would you say that um, submissives improve as people by uh, enrolling in your programs and and completing them? Hmm. Yeah, so a lot of the times I get messages like people who complete all the, the current courses and they say, thank you. I don't think like I can afford <laughs> like following anything further with you, but I've learned this and this and this and I'm going to have so much more like a better understanding of what a DS exchange could look like when I'm going forward. You know, it gives them an opportunity to, to have a framework as yeah. opposed to just dipping in and out of watching a video here and there or like finding porn and seeing how unrealistic, you know, in comparison in a long term way. If they're genuinely wanting to pursue the lifestyle, I think it gives people a little bit of an understanding of what a relationship could look like and the nuance of the day to day as opposed to just uh, getting off to it, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, so that being said, would you say that the bulk of your um, submissives are these absolute beginners or are there some more advanced players that may require a little bit more from you? Mm. So is this for youwillpleaseme.com or for... Yeah. Let's go with youwillpleaseme.com and then we'll, we'll also venture into how you cater to absolute beginners versus uh, more experienced submissives. So a lot of the times on the site it's really a huge range mm. i would have 
say that it's like absolute beginners. I, I would say that maybe it would have to even be just like a slightly above beginner because maybe a beginner would have just found, you know, um, videos and they'll just be kind of getting acquainted with the way that that could look. And so now they want to progress onto what a relationship could look like or what developing themselves in that direction could look like. And so it's a little bit more maybe of an interest and an engagement there. Um, and, but that said, there's been people who are in the site who have been playing for 10 years and they just want to have something consistent and they want access to discovering who I am, you know? And so it's, it's really a huge, a huge range and a huge um, different aspects of why people come and invest within it. I think. And then when it comes to my offline, has there, have there been any new people that have come to me? I think that currently, apart from the one here, they've all had 10 over years of wow. experience. Yeah. And sometimes in DS dynamics, but mostly as like random players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, for whatever reason, get the super heavy fetishists and because they tend to be very experienced in a particular fetish, you know, they'll see people on a consistent basis for right. certain things. I guess because I approach from the relationship angle, I have people who are really interested in having that DS relationship. Yeah. And that That's they have specific been in able, itself. Yeah. They haven't been able to find it, you know, right. for, and they're also a lot of the time, I guess maybe it's the price bracket that also brings me like an older crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, they haven't been able to find it their entire lives. And so, yeah, so now they, they're very dedicated to this, this person that they've been able to observe from afar, read all my interviews, get an understanding, and then kind of apply in a very elegant way, which is why they're here. Yeah, and so, so yeah, I have people who are, who've been in the game for a really long, 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 long time yeah. in my, in my day-to-day -day life. And, and you travel the world. You, you, you have circled the globe how many times? I mean, it's unbelievable to think of the travels that this career has, has brought you. Is there any kind of a, a difference in the, in the experiences that these submissives are looking for based on where they're from? Mm, yeah, so I think that that was more apparent when I was doing an hour or two hour sessions. Mm. I think then you would get, you know, maybe a little bit more scat play in, and, and foot, even though foot is so, so prevalent everywhere. Scat play and feed and maybe, you know, Dubai. <laughs> you get a lot of sissification and spanking in London. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be quite varied uh, in Asia or maybe, yeah, even quite, uh, because I guess also in terms of the experience that they get to have, it might be just like a little bit more generalized. They want that, that dynamic in general and then these specific things that are very highlights all across the world, which are anal and feet. <laughs> Top three. And bondage, yeah. <laughs> Top four. Yeah, so I think that that was more apparent when I was just doing let me cater to your kink for a specific period of time. But now because of how I market and, you know, I just attract people who are specifically looking for somebody like me, uh, whether that's, yeah, and that's about an authentic DS exchange on a long-term basis mm. with somebody who I think can challenge them to keep them engaged for long enough. Yeah. 
I think that's who I attract everywhere now. It doesn't matter where. But would you have a top city for like, say the kinkiest city in the world? Does one come to mind? City. I know the cities that I like based on my interests. And so I love Berlin hmm. um, because they have some facilities like big buildings where you can lock people up and watch them over CCTV in the, in the basement dungeon. And they have wonderful equipment and like really heavy, like leather bondage uh, equipment. Um, so that's my, my interest. And so that's why that's my favorite city. But you know, some people think Londoners are super kinky, which they can be for uh -huh. sure. Like very, like for the uptightness of the British culture, the Londoners can really be very open to just like, yeah, just cover me in things that you can think of. So that, you know, I guess it really depends on your perspective of things. Can we go back to the CCTV basement yeah. experience? You've done that to someone? Yeah, overnight. Yeah, they live in my dungeon. It's amazing. And I live like in my cozy modern apartment over the top. It's this like three story building that I keep. <laughs> yeah and they and it's they have like a pony sheds human pony sheds that you can like keep them and they have little um how do you say carts that the human ponies can run around in the courtyard it's got a, a view on the river it's so nice so wait what what are they doing when you're watching them on the cctv like do you check in on them the whole time what do they do with that time i like invite friends over and we'll like leave it on on the side <laughs> usually because they don't have a phone for the first time in a while you know it's they're just like sitting there like thinking about their life <laughs> and if they have like 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 ticks all the ticks start to come out right yeah. it's hilarious <laughs> that is so it's it really is it plays like a movie That's yeah i love it you might see in a, in a movie somewhere, not in real life, but I love that you make that possible for people. Yeah, it's for myself, really. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping do, it a little do, okay. do you have a, a greatest hurts collection, like, uh, <laughs> like top, top punishments or top experiences that you've, um, I guess, put someone through? Put people through. I mean, the dungeon thing is is very close to my heart. I really enjoy the simplicity of, of it uh, <laughs> as much as you need to find the facility, which is not so simple. But I think that for, for me, I, I really enjoy the larger story around things. And so it's not like I get off on specific acts. Like I'm not a fetishist in that sense. So I don't necessarily see things like that, but I have like, favorite clients based on lots of things and one of my favorites is um <laughs> is a, a man who used to come in every monday to get fisted at the dungeon and after the dungeon closed and i left it uh, i still kept seeing him and uh yeah he he was incredible because he was massive like huge like four times my size width wise you know at, at least and but loved to dress up in pvc like ball gowns it was beautiful it was so beautiful and of course because he was massive and also just so practiced he could take so much also you know like two fists like a foot it was just like it was he was impressive <laughs> I've done a footing. yeah i've done a footing yeah 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 
<laughs> also. And so I don't know whether it's, um, I guess also relationships are really fun for me. So the, the progression of the way that um, punishments can form is also very interesting for me. I have a long-term sub back in Bali and um, <laughs> he is so willing to serve, but really quite slow in some aspects. But that means that the opportunities for punishment are just ongoing and they can grow and it's just so natural. I think I showed you actually. Yeah. <laughs> I got really frustrated over a specific weekend. And so I laid out a, a new whip of mine, like a short kind of hand whip. And like every time that he said something annoying, I, I said that this whip was going to be touching him. <laughs> and I showed you the security footage I saw ever in my house of him running around with me with the whip. <laughs> Just, you know, so integrated into my life. I enjoy that I can do that. It makes me feel more liberated, I guess. Do you, do you have any any CCTV streams going right now? Like, do you have a do you have any live right now on your oh. phone? Yeah, yeah, of, of like my slave working at their home. Yeah, yeah. So you can try to like chime in and then like speak and shock them every now and then. <laughs> How do you stay creative? I don't know. I think just the way that I'm formatted, it's just like kind of twisted and loves to be entertained. And so when you're like that, you just find ways to keep yourself entertained. Yeah. I'm, I'm like going out of my way to be creative. I'm just like, maybe if things kind of flatline a little bit I'm like let's just change this up a little bit <laughs> and so my mind just makes it work so I, I don't know whether there's a specific format of it yeah it's just my drive so it's just these these ideas they they come to you so naturally do you ever have to say to yourself that's too much maybe that's pushing it too far oh, yes really hi oh, <laughs> yeah all the time so okay so people are my material also yeah. right and so the things that they say, the way that they move, the things that they react to are all things that you can utilize always. And they're, <laughs> they're like the, the input and the canvas. And so, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that it's just, um, yeah, my baseline for excitement is maybe a little bit higher than others. And so that just kind of works. <laughs> Is there uh, a specific experience that you hope to subject to someone someday that you haven't had the chance to yet? Is there a fantasy punishment or a fantasy scene you would like to create with a submissive? Um, I guess because things are quite limited in terms of how publicly you can be with things. Um, the only spaces that I feel a little bit less fulfilled in are wide open spaces. And so I would like to ride a, like a, a pony, like a long distance, you know, in a carriage, like a very long distance in the countryside. I was about to go to OWK, which is in the Czech Republic mm. 2020 to go do some filming there, but they have a castle with grounds that you can do that in. Yeah. Oh like, my gosh. So they have forests and stuff and I was really looking forward to being able to just, you know, roam the countryside with my human pony <laughs> or just like be out in the open. I, I also have this like bondage inversion suspension thing that I like to do to people when they can, when their bodies can handle it. A lot of time, the times people can't handle it. But I have this image in my mind where I would love a really like high 
sort of um, hoist and I want to be able to like just dunk them into the water upside down whenever I felt like that. Maybe like during an interrogation scene or something. That would be Would cute. it really be water? Mr. Siva, would it be water or would it be, tell me about the water. Is it hot? Is it filthy? Is it filled with, there's something specific. I know you can push this further. Yeah, I'm a bit of like a hygiene freak though. So I wouldn't want them to get like diseased or too much of an ear infection. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think what I might do is I might make it look really dirty. I hope that whoever is going to get this happening to them is not listening to this. I might make it look very dirty, but it's not going to be, you know? So it's like, it's a head fuck, <laughs> but everybody remains clean. <laughs> so that I don't mind touching you after, <laughs> for example. Just a hand sanitizer. You just dunk me a hand sanitizer. <laughs> Yeah, you know me and my hands sanitized. Oh, absolutely. You have the good smelling stuff. Okay. <laughs> you have that really good smelling stuff. Yeah. So, talk to me about competition in this industry. Oh, competition. Yeah. Yeah, I think for whatever reason, I maybe just how I grew up, I never, it wasn't so, so at the forefront for me. It was always kind of like a gentle burn. Also, I guess maybe it's a Western versus Asian kind of approach, whereas people can be very vocal about it in America, say, whereas in Asia, it's you know a little bit more like quiet. And it's also usually about things like family <laughs> and money. Um, yeah, and so, but you don't overtly say too much. So it's much more subtle. In terms of how I experienced competition, when I first entered the dungeon, it really kind of, hit me over the head because you're in a waiting room 20 25 other women and we're all you know going in to see the the same um client who's walked in off, off the street and then interview and then they choose whoever they wish right and because like all of us look so different but i mean to be frank like i was one of the few asians there which a lot of people fetishize in general and also like i'm like classic proportions and so a very mass market appeal <laughs> and so that just you know that just gains you more attention clients for the right or the wrong reasons and so i really even though i was brand new i would get picked you know so often and that just rubbed everybody up the wrong way and mm. so Luckily, I did this thing where I kind of managed to put myself at the lowest rung of the ladder, which kind of made me seem more threatening, less threatening and sometimes, but, but yeah, it wasn't. The hardest thing about the dungeon was definitely managing those dynamics. Yeah. But since then, I've been able to, you know, come out of the dungeon, create my own networks and find people that are more supportive, recognize when people are not and step away. And, and I love how the industry has become so diversified that we all look so different, that even if we look similar, the approach, you know, and people start to recognize that nuance. And so I think that has made it better in a way in terms of com competitive spirits between us, yeah. because it's like, you have your thing, I have my thing. We understand how to market it and we can feel more supportive of each other as well. And I love that. I love yeah. that because it what it what I'm getting from that is that success in this industry, uh, you are required to really hone in on what your natural inkling is to be in this dominant position and what your approach to it is in the most sincere form. 
Yeah, it's, it's just more sustainable also. Yeah. That, you know, you can't be in this industry for longer than two, three, four years max and not figure out what works for you and how you're going to make the most out of it and find the clients that suit it. You're just going to start hating the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the first few years, I was like, all right, I this little mass market spot. I'm just going to do this and like cater. And I also used to escort. Yeah. And so, it, and I was not particularly like, focus it was the wording was always so generalized the pictures were always like you know <laughs> the stuff that just appeals straight away and so yeah but over time you realize that that's just not sustainable in terms of your your mental space business and yeah and so now my friends are people who've been in the game for a very long time and also I think when you're a marginalized sector of society whether that's the sex worker or somebody who's into kink and um, alternative relationships um i think that you start to form a sense of community yeah. you know automatically around that again for better or for worse us against the world whatever but i think that also kind of helps to make it a little bit more of a support system yeah tearing each other kind of apart you know and and, and trying to it's so funny because the rest of the vanilla or the mainstream general public world. I mean, so much of that experience when when pursuing career ambition is about meeting someone else's expectations, meeting your boss's expectations of you, meeting, you know, the industry's expectations of you and how much uh, how much of yourself can you fit into the box to succeed, whereas this is completely flipped inside out in that regard you know it, it's about how much of you can you uncover so that you can utilize that yeah yeah no it's it's a beautifully said it's exactly the thing that being a freelancer teaches you wow. yeah and like just in general whatever industry but then also like realizing that you need to use your personality you know you have to really start to get to know yourself and to be okay with that and to position that in a way that's going to work. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting job in that regard. You know, I celebrated my my birthday yesterday in a sense. And it was interesting. I got to the restaurant and I had marked out that it was my birthday. <laughs> and they're like, happy birthday. And I, and I thought, oh, actually, it's, it is her birthday. You know, it's, Ava, it's Ava's birthday. And how many other jobs do you get that opportunity to, to step into what is a character, but also such a deep expression of yourself. And it was like a birthday to the understanding of that exploration. And it was almost like I, I was able to give myself another character that I could mm. pour in all of these hidden parts of myself into. To, and I would say it's very integrated now. Yeah. But it's been an interesting process. And yeah, there's not many other jobs that you can have that kind of force you to do that <laughs> and it's been very entertaining and very good for me yeah, yeah the, it's it, the more i speak to uh, individuals occupying some kind of uh, um, uh, facet of, of kink and sex work like yourself uh, i hear all kinds of different how to succeed plans whether it is to compartmentalize and really divide your private life and you know your your professional life but you're speaking about integrating that and about that you know, bringing a comfort. Yeah, I guess also because I am a kinkster as mm. well. Maybe if you were a really good actor, then the compartmentalizing would really work for you. But I, I'm not good at that. Like, 
I can't even <laughs> like say little like little it's just it's something about the way that I made up likes to feel whole yeah I, I don't know how to compartmentalize that could be at my detriment also hmm. but for me I need that kind of sing that singularity a little bit it makes it easier for me to process. I don't know how to do that thing. So you don't do impressions. You don't have like a great Al Pacino impression. Or <laughs> like, you don't have like a great, like, hey, I'm walking here. You don't have any of those? No. <laughs> it has been such a treat chatting with you today. Thank you for, for being as open and fabulous. Give me your best Al Pacino impression. <laughs> no! <laughs> for, for that, that, that's good. that might be a first, but I don't think it's going to be your last. This is a new trend. You're going to start a whole new series of just Al Pacino impressions. And I'm excited for you, okay? Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited for you. Where can uh, all of the viewers and all of the diehard kinksters of the world get in touch with you today? They can find me through youwillplaceme.com um, and they can contact me that way. If they manage to find out the way how to make an applications process to see me, well done at your Googling skills. <laughs> <laughs> or they can follow me on social media at youwillplaceme. Um, but yeah, if anybody ever DMs you back on social media, it's not me because no. Hell <laughs> <Well>, no. <laughs> no. Well, this has been so much fun and I'm very excited for our upcoming dinner. Can we rub that in on everyone a little yeah. bit? Yes. Oh, going... What are you going to wear? I don't know yet. I was thinking of going like in theme. Should we, should we do something really severe? Like, should we do very black and shiny? Should yeah, we... I mean, I could wear, the... what I wore to my event the other day was this and thigh high leather boots. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I have, I have some very complimentary looks, so I'm thinking, like I might, I might, I'm going to send you some photos. Okay. Okay. I'm sure you'll look threatening. Don't worry. It's going to be like a skyscraper of get the fuck out of my way. So, <laughs> get ready. And then they all lay right in front. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to have. And uh, everyone who follows either of us, get ready. Cause that dinner is going to be explosive. Uh, uh, it's so wonderful to see you. And, uh, and thank you for making time today. Wishing you all the very best, Mr. Ava. Take care, darling. This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.